This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. When customers choose your small business, they're really choosing you. Upswell Marketing has helped over 10,000 small businesses get an edge over their competitors through our winning formula that includes direct mail, search engine marketing, and social media ads. For 15% off your first campaign, visit upswellmarketing.com. Tradition, conservation, family, the outdoors. It matters to you. It matters to us. This is Hunting Matters. Presented by Houston Safari Club Foundation. Here's Joe Bitar. Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to Hunting Matters on KPRC 950. This is your host, Joe Bitar. I am Ramon Robles. And uh, we are... Uh, we're, we're going to see the dog days of summer here, I think, too soon, Ramon. Yeah. I've already got mosquitoes and fleas at my house. We're already at 80-something yeah. this week. The dogs it's... are all scratching. and I'm such an old man. I know. Daggone it. I've got to get my golf cart and go out and tour the neighborhood and make sure those <laughs> kids are behaving themselves. Yeah, the same way. I, I, what happened? We miss winter, man. Yeah. We got, well, like, we get three days of it is yeah. why. It's not as if we're being absurd yeah. by wanting it to stick around right just remember for all these people that are thank god that uh, winter's over all right you remember this in august in september right when it's 104 for the fifth day in a row right and you're swelt you're you're crying about the heat and they're shifting weather patterns this year so it's supposed to be nina this summer oh is that right yeah not as bad for the uh hurricanes and stuff but it's still going to be very it's supposedly going to be very hot very dry and a better cook not yeah. as good of a driver right Yes. <laughs> yes. So what have you been up to? Uh, not a lot. Just, you know, we got some things going on. My wife and I have booked passage for summer vacation this week, and uh, we're pretty excited about that. Where are you going? I'm not telling you. You're not telling me? Not booked telling. passage. It sounds like you're going to India. Or... <laughs> we're taking a trip on the Orient Abu Dhabi. Yeah. Uh, we're going to uh, Norway. Cool. In Scotland. Yeah. And then uh, London. Wow. In that order? In that order. It's, yeah, with the stopover in uh, Reykjavik, Iceland. Ah. Just because trains and planes and stuff. Nice. Yeah. So you need, to, you need to watch Lily Hammer on Netflix. That's what I understand, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. We're, we're, we're TV and uh, streaming nerds, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
What All do you right. got going? What's going oh, on? Oh man. Uh, well, I, you know, we, uh, we're already planning now that conventions wrapped. We're already planning the next one, but I've got my, I've got my sights set on spring Turkey season. I wish I could go hunting with you. Well, you know, I wish you could too, but you've got, uh, should be nice. Your social life is too active. Man wants to go shoot a turkey all all over the world and just 40, 46 years old. Never. We can't all be Ramon Robles. You know, we can't (laughs) all live your life. Thank God for that. Yeah. But it's okay. We'll make it happen at some point, some point, but yeah. Uh, getting fired up for Turkey season. I was so excited. Amazon showed up at the house today with my new, uh, my new avian X decoys. No, no intentional plug there, but if you guys want to sponsor the podcast, (laughs) um, but I've been wanting some avian X, avian X turkey decoys because they look so realistic and so lifelike. And I've used others from other people in the past that had the same thing. And it's crazy how Mm. good they look. So are they like Christmas, Turkey Christmas in my house? Same. I want to look them up one year. They're they're life size, but they 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 uh, they have a technology that has like this high uh, high definition finish to them, okay. where when they hit the sun, they actually look like real feathers, but they're plastic okay. or polyurethane. Uh, but they're pretty pretty impressive. So yeah, who makes uh, them? Uh, Avian A V I A N X. Okay, and they make okay. several different kind of decoys. But I fell in love with the turkey decoys a couple of years ago, and I saw people using them, and they're not cheap, but yeah. they are worth it. How though. many did you buy? I bought a hen and a and a, a Jake, so a young Tom. Young... They give them names. Yeah, oh. so a hen's the hen, the the female, uh-huh. and then you, I hunt with a Jake, because I don't want to have a big strutting Tom, you know, a big mature male bird out there, okay. and then some of the Toms either oh, sometimes they'll fight them, but sometimes they won't. So I'd prefer to have like a non dominant male chasing a female, so the big Toms will come up, <laughs> wow. and go, hey, hey, little boy. You go. You can go ahead and vacate the area. We got yeah. you. We got this. Well, so. I'd rather just go to H E B and see buy what a you're going to be missing. That's a lot of stuff going yeah. on there. Yeah. Well, you got to get in the head of a turkey, and there's oh. not a lot of room in there. So I also I'm looking at these turkeys. I like Joe Bitar money. That's that's pretty. Yeah. That's, you can tell why I didn't pull the trigger real wow. quick on those. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're kind of. I mean, they're nice. They're, they last forever, but they are not cheap. But, yeah. Hey, you know what my wife always says? Pay peanuts, get monkeys. So. <laughs> That's a, that's the saying. So that's uh, I kind of stick with that. So okay. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so listen, folks. The show is always sponsored by the Houston Safari Club Foundation. Go to wehuntwegive dot org and check out the website. There's a lot of stuff coming up. Uh, some registrations uh, will be opening soon for our May Hunting Awards. We're going to have Johnny Joey Jones on. He's one of the Fox News contributors and hosts and a former uh, combat wounded uh, staff sergeant. Uh, looking really forward to meeting him. And then we're doing our big quail shoot and crawfish boil, if the price of crawfish comes down, uh, coming up here in May. And lots of stuff, lots of cool stuff going on. News information, you can get information about this show, Hunting Matters Podcast. Go to wehuntwegive.org, float around there, and hopefully uh, hopefully you'll join up Houston Safari Club Foundation to become a member. So anyway, got the commercial stuff out of the way. Uh, today, we are glad to welcome back Heidi Rayo. Heidi was hired by the Texas Parks and Wildlife Department back in 1998. Um, and she has worked with recruiting and training uh, and retaining volunteers for the and as the hunter education specialist for Southeast Texas. And in 2010, as if she didn't have enough to do already, she started her role as a statewide becoming outdoors woman coordinator or bow. Um, and then during her career, she has worked with uh, a lot of different partnerships and a lot of different education and outreach events. And we're, we're fortunate with Houston Safari Club Foundation in that they always do a, a, a hunter education course. So they train hunter education instructors uh, during our convention every year. And, uh, of course, uh, they do it all year long. But it's, it's kind of cool to have those, those folks in there. And uh, they're usually wall-to-wall in that room. So, Heidi, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. What have you been up to? Uh, just that, <laughs> gearing up to the busy season and traveling around, um, 
caring and feeding of our volunteers because our program is run on volunteers. Mm. Um, there's only a handful of us in the state as staff, um, paid employees by Texas Parks and Wildlife. And we cover, there's five of us that cover the entire state. And of our, our regions, we all recruit and train up really good volunteers mm. that help us do our jobs and help duplicate our efforts throughout the region. So it's like a train the trainer type deal. Absolutely. And there, there are only five of you in the entire state of Texas. Yes. How does that, how does that compare to other states? Is, are we woefully understaffed? And I'm not saying this as a criticism. I mean, everybody's right. having a hard time getting staff and things and funding and that sort of thing, but it's very similar yeah. in other states. Okay. I mean, you usually every state has a coordinator, a hunter education coordinator of some type. And some of them, that's all they do. Some of the coordinators have multiple roles. They may serve the boater education community. They may also be law enforcement officers that have another duty as assigned as, you know, a hunter education coordinator. But we're fortunate here in Texas that this is all we focus on. So our coordinator um, in the program, Steve Hall, who has run the program for many years, um, he it, you know, administers the hunter education. And that's pretty much all we do is we get to, you know, really beef up our efforts within the, the realms of our program. And because there's only five of you, you're not allowed to be in the same room at all <laughs> or travel together. Yeah, ever. <laughs> exactly. Well, we do more than our share of traveling yeah. lots of miles on our trucks. That's oh, crazy. Year. That's crazy. All right, folks. Our guest today is Heidi Rayo from the Texas Parks and Wildlife Department Hunter Education uh, department and we are going to be back with Heidi and talk about a lot of really cool stuff on the other side of this commercial break. Stay tuned to Hunting Matters on KPRC 950. The Houston Safari Club Foundation is a 501c3 nonprofit organization that supports the future of hunting and conservation. Wildlife and habitat conservation, youth education and outdoor experiences, scholarships and anti-poaching efforts are just a few of the programs supported by this organization. Monthly events, an annual convention, award-winning publications, networking opportunities, and valuable resources for hunting knowledge are just a few of the benefits of being a member of Houston Safari Club Foundation. If you're searching for a group of people dedicated to protecting the future of hunting, look no further. Join Houston Safari Club Foundation today at wehuntwegive.org or call 713-623-884. Welcome back to Honey Matters on KPRC 950. This is your host, Joe Bitar. I'm Ramon Robles. Was it you who told me about the Foo Fighters cover album of the Bee Gees songs? Have you heard that? Uh, I have not. Foo Fighters have a cover album oh. of Bee Gees songs. you gotta, you got to oh, check you, it out. Yeah, my attention. Let me write that down. Pretty crazy. Yeah. And I love Foo Fighters. So, and I love the Bee Gees, <laughs> shamefully, yep. shamefully so, but... Um, anyway, we're back to folks this week with our guest, Heidi Rayo. Heidi is with the Texas Parks and Wildlife Department Hunter Education Program. Uh, Heidi, I just wanted to ask you a stupid question right off the bat. How does it feel to uh, be a badass? I love it. Okay. That's good. I I think you are the perfect woman. And let me tell you why. Uh, primarily because I feel safe around you. (laughs) 
That's simply it. I got your six. Yeah, I appreciate that. We'll get into that, I guess, at another time. You can also feel unsafe around her. Well, yeah, that's true. (laughs) Don't don't make her mad. The first time she came on the show, I did research and I looked her up and I thought, yeah, okay, I'm in love. (laughs) I get it. So I'm glad you're back. I'm I'm happy you're here. I got a lot of questions, but Joe's got the adult stuff. (laughs) I'll 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 ask the grown-up questions. Um, let's let's kind of review some basic stuff for people who are listening, because uh, some of these questions I get asked, and I have to go back and look. I know that you live, eat, and breathe this every day, but I have to go back and look. I'm like, okay, well, do you need a license for that, or do you have to be certified for that? So um, who's required to complete hunter education in the state of Texas? Okay. So in Texas, if you are nine and older, nine is the youngest age that we certify hunter education. Um, once you turn 17, you have to have it regardless if you're hunting side by side with a licensed adult or not. So if you have a youngster under 17 that you want to take hunting and they don't yet have the hunter education, they can still legally hunt with a licensed adult 17 and older. Mm-hmm. But once they turn 17, they have to have it. Anyone born after September 2, 1971 in Texas has to have hunter education. It is, um, it's a requirement nationwide in other states and countries. So it's in all of North America, including Canada, Mexico, Puerto Rico, Virgin Islands, Mm. South Africa, New Zealand, Peru, Australia, and many others are coming on board. So what that means is if you take hunter education here in Texas, it's a one-time class, one-time certification, it's lifetime, and it's reciprocal in all of North America, those countries and those locations. So if you go to Africa Mm. and you are hunting big dangerous game or whatever you want to hunt over there you buy your licenses if they require hunter ed you pull out your texas hunter education you're legal to hunt that's good to know yeah i i took it um i i'm i'm too old to really fall in that category i took it with my kids just because i wanted to take it with my kids yes and um and i actually enjoyed the class i thought it was really really educational and that was before there was the online component Uh, do they still take you out make you do the field stuff that's a part that's a part of it so there's three different ways that you can get your certification Um, one way is the classroom option and um, our instructors teach in the classroom it's hands-on you know they take you through the entire content in about a six to eight hour day Um, the other option is what we call internet plus field day so you can actually go online and study we have some free tutorials and three free lessons that you can study then you go into an instructor who's offering those types of classes where they take you through live fire exercises, um, shoot, don't shoot scenarios through a skills trail using some of those turkey decoys, mm. um, different uh, scenarios that you might encounter in the field, and then the exam. And the third option is if you are 17 and older, we have an online only certification option. So we have like six or seven different um, vendors that we've accepted, that we partner with, that we approve that they can take it online through those different vendors. So there's lots of different ways. Um, we want to get that education and training out there as whichever way you can get it. Mm-hmm. We want to make sure that people yep. stay safe and legal. So if I'm a non-resident hunter coming into Texas, it's reciprocating. I can, and I've got hunter ed in another state. Yes. It's reciprocates yes. back as well there. The, the the cool thing that I, one of my favorite things that's happened as far as technology, and it's not, a, it's a huge undertaking for the people who had to do it, but having licensures, uh, having your licenses on your phone now, yes. I mean, although being the old dude that I am, I kind of harken back to those days of rolling and folding up the license and getting it all to fit and everything like that. But it's kind of weird. The first hunting season I had to hunt, I could hunt without a paper license. I was like, Okay, I hope I hope I don't get checked, and I hope everything's right. But it's so easy. You've got your licenses on there. You can you can log any of your harvest on, which is going to be a great thing for Parks and Wildlife Department to be able to to if, if people will comply and will and yes. will log their harvest in. 
Is your hunter education certification on that app as well? Yes. Okay. So everything ties. We have the outdoor annual app. That's a free download, Android or iPhone. Um, It's a free download. And the cool thing about it is the app, it downloads to your device. So once you have it um, for the current license year, you go hunting out in the remote boonies where there's no cell service, Uh, you can pull up that app and you can find your location, find the sunrise, sunset, legal shooting hours, you know, what you can and can't take, the bag limits. So it's a really handy app. And then you can also, it links up your hunter education number. So if you are stopped in the field, you just pull up your app. um, And by having your hunter education um, number on your app, the game warden checks you. You don't have to have anything paper. Everything is just right Mm. there digitally. Um, last year, the state rolled out digital licenses. So if that's what you're referring to, you can actually, if you're a super combo holder, and there's several different um, parameters right. that you have to follow, but um, you can actually purchase a digital license. And you can um, go in the field, and if you, you know, follow, still following the same guidelines, you still have the same number of, you know, digital tags. But if you um, take an animal, you have to um, report that through that My Harvest right, app. It's right. another app that you have to submit your report to. Um, and anyway, and then you get the number, and you still tag it the same way. If it's a deer, you know, you tag it immediately upon kill, and write down your number, write down your license number. So there's steps that you have to follow. But I've talked to several hunters that are they're all in. They love it. Yeah, we did that last turkey season. We actually did that where we, uh, you know, you don't you don't have so you don't have the paper, you don't have the tag, so you can't cut it out with the knife mm-hmm. and all that sort of thing yep. and put it on your bird so you can just get a piece of paper with a zip tie and take that information from your app put it on that piece of paper yep. and then attach it to your animal and you're done yeah and the cool thing about by uploading that information into the app is biologists now have instant data they mm-hmm. know exactly how many birds up barring that the right. hunters are reporting it sure. you know promptly but they have instant access to how many birds are taken what county you know all the different game harvests yeah. which is really a cool uh, I want to take if you're listening to this show and you hunt and you love to hunt, to hunt in the outdoors and you're in Texas hunting if you if you take an animal I highly encourage people to use the app to record those harvests because those are those are the things that are that are useful like you said with the biologists and setting limits and quotas and depending on the game animal that sort of thing and you know you know turkeys aren't the turkey population across the US isn't as healthy as it used to be I mean it's kind of started to decline a little bit in some areas more more so than others but um, the place we hunt luckily it's we had a down year one year but for the most part it's been it's been pretty robust but um, it's I just can't stress enough how important it is to to report your harvest no matter what the Analyst through the app because it it's just it puts data and research and clinical studies and that sort of thing so far ahead of the curve That's right. versus having to get that anecdotal data from reporting stations and that sort of thing. So I just if you're listening, folks, please record your animals in that app or whatever state you're. You and know, if you're you don't in. ask a kid, they can help you <laughs> oh, yeah. navigate through the technology. Hey, I figured it out. So I mean, it's not that hard. I actually showed some guy who was like 20 years old last year how to use it. He said, mm-hmm. "I didn't know you could do that." I'm like, "Dude." Yeah, on the Parks and Wildlife website, um, there is a lot of tutorials. There's a lot of YouTube. Like, we have a huge YouTube presence um, through Parks and Wildlife, and we have a YouTube channel, and you can find all kinds of videos that walk you through, and they're they're linked right there where where you can buy your licenses um, that explains the um, digital license and all the app information. It's got the digital or the video links that will walk you right through it step Mm. by step. Yeah, we're living in the future. Yeah, we are. In the year 2000, (laughs) (laughs) your hunter education instructors, um, when I see, when I survey the room every year, it seems to be people in their fifties, sixties, seventies. Um, are you, is that typical of most of your classes where you got, where you've got adults who are kind of past or moving into their retirement, retirement era? You know, that's the way it's always 
been. Okay. Um, lately, we are seeing a shift. Okay. We're seeing a lot more um, younger people, um, a lot more women are getting along the ranks of wanting to get certified. Um, whether or not they hunt, they all believe in conservation and mm. getting that message out there. Um, a lot of shooters, a lot of competitive shooters are coming into our fold and they want to just pass along that knowledge, that safety, that skill, everything that we do in our program. So we are seeing a lot of um, younger people coming into the program um, for different motivations, mm. but the end result is the same. They're still passing on that knowledge and right. reaching a broad, you know, cast a broader net, so to speak. Am I mistaken in that also the, the people in the room seem they seem to be more ethnically diverse as well yes. than they were even five years ago? Absolutely. Yeah, that's really cool to it see. Because I know is. there's been a concerted effort by a lot of state agencies, including Texas and, yep. and other groups um, that are really pushing for that. And, and, you know, we've got this huge population of, of different ethnicities and we need to recruit them into the outdoors, whether yes. it's shooting sports or hunting or fishing, whatever it is. And we just, we got to make sure we capitalize on that. Okay. All right. Ramon's going to push us into here to a break. We'll be back on the other side. Hunting Matters KPRC 950. When customers choose your small business, they're really choosing you. Upswell Marketing has helped over 10,000 small businesses get an edge over their competitors through our winning formula that includes direct mail, search engine marketing, and social media ads. For 15% off your first campaign, visit upswellmarketing.com. Want to stay on top of the latest healthcare topics relevant to your practice? Texas Health Steps Online Provider Education provides free and up-to-date courses in pediatric, adolescent, maternal health, and more. It's convenient, relevant online, and made by experts. Sign up at TXHealthSteps.com and earn free CME now. Welcome back to Honey Matters on KPRC 950. This is your host, Joe Bitar. I'm Ramon Robles. And we're today with Heidi Rayo. Um, Heidi is the Texas Parks and Wildlife Department Hunter Education Specialist for Southeast Texas and statewide becoming an outdoors woman coordinator. Are you impressed? I got it. I, I got it all out. Didn't bite my tongue or anything. <laughs> Heidi, thank you so much for joining us again. Um, I want to give out the websites before I forget. So folks, go to tpwd.texas.gov slash education slash hunter dash education and it'll probably be in the liner notes of the show as well if you go to the website mm. um and then the other website is tpwd.texas.gov slash education slash b-o-w as in bob or walter or becoming an outdoor <laughs> or woman. becoming yeah. an outdoor woman. <laughs> i was wow. waiting for you to kick in on that um heidi we were talking about a little bit about the uh, hunter's education that sort of thing um i think i asked you this before but i just want to i want to bring it up again if you're a bow hunter do you have to have bow hunter education in Texas? There are 14 states that require it, and Texas is voluntary in most of our state, except if you bow hunt on certain properties. Some of the federal properties, mm -hmm. um, Camp Bullis, um, Hagerman, National uh, the Refuge, um, there's certain areas in Texas that do require bow hunter education, which is above and beyond your hunter education. So it's a separate additional certification. I'm trying to get Ramon into bow yep. hunting. Yeah. 
Uh, I'm still working on the whole gun hunting, so I'll get to bows eventually. He'll get addicted to it. Do you bow hunt? You know, I, I love archery, but I'm carefully keeping my arms distance because I go all in on stuff like yeah. coffee um, mm-hmm. we were talking about. So I'm, I've got my hands full right now, but yeah, I'll be able to get into bow hunting. When my wife and I first picked up a bow, we didn't do it till I was probably in my late thirties before I started bow hunting. Didn't know anything. I, I tried one of those kid, but didn't know what I was doing. Um, and my, our instructor, we went to a, a archery shop and I said, listen, we don't know anything about this, how to set them up, how to shoot them, whatever, you know, the compound bows. And he said, I'm just going to tell you, Mr. Bitar, right off the bat, your wife will be a better shot than you are, faster than you will be, because they listen and they they have better skills, I, I, uh, hand-eye coordination, that sort of thing. I went, okay, and sure enough, man, she was slinging them down 20 <laughs> yards into the bullseye within like 30 minutes, Ooh. which was fine. I was I was glad to see her enjoy it. Yeah, but and, she never uh, pursued it? She never shot an animal with it. Uh, y- you know, life happens, you get busy, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think if, uh, you know, if she were to ever get back into it, she definitely would, would want to go show, shoot pigs. She does not like wild pigs. She would want to shoot. She would shoot yeah. pigs in a heartbeat yeah. with a bow. Yeah. Okay. But she was really good at it. Yeah. Really good. It's at a it. lot of fun. And we have just a sidebar, we have um, over 330 bow hunter education instructors here in Texas. Wow. And last year they certified 865 students. So that's, a, I mean, it's definitely something that we need more instructors. Yeah. So anybody mm-hmm. out there that is interested in becoming, you know, a hunter or a bow hunter education, I, I know people. They, <laughs> yeah. Get them hooked up. So they can go to the website. Absolutely. And, and get information at the Parks yep. and Wildlife Department website. Yep. And how, how am I, as a as a hunter looking for education, how do I find those, those uh, bow hunter and hunter education instructors and classes? So you can um, just go to the website and search up education and Mm -hmm. track your way through um, the bow hunter education. And we, when our instructors hold classes, they post them and it's like a living website. So as soon as uh, one of our instructors schedules a class, it it instantly appears Mm -hmm. on our website. So yeah, we and we have classes scheduled year round yeah. statewide. But kudos to y'all because I, I think I don't think I've ever been to the Texas Parks and Wildlife Department website that I haven't found what I needed to find. And there's a lot of information yeah, on. there. I still get lost, but there's a it's, lot of information on there. But you can find what you're looking for, and it's always informative and new. And and if I send somebody from out of state to go listen, go to this page to find out your out of state licensure. They I very seldom have somebody call back, call me back, and go. I have no clue what they're yeah. talking about because I've looked at the Western state stuff, and some of those states are you can't. It's like a jigsaw puzzle yes. trying to figure out out of state licenses. Yeah, our 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 website team. I mean, they've re, they've received national awards mm. because they do such a fantastic job and making it um, user-friendly and the other big thing now is accessibility making sure that people that have vision or you know learning issues um, they can really navigate through our website and and read things well Um, we have specialists that actually you know even the text on our websites they have um, people that are specialized in whatever certification that's called but they they Mm -hmm. can they can review that and make it much more reader friendly and user friendly so i mean they they do an amazing job on a web develop web developing side of the state yeah let's let's change course here just a little bit women in the outdoors yes for those who don't keep up with data and and research information that sort of thing women in the outdoors there are more women participating in hunting and recreational shooting than ever before and you can tell me if I'm not I'm wrong with my, my, my research numbers. 10 to 15% of all hunters are women, and upwards of 15 million American women participate in some type of recreational shooting activity. Yep. Am I close? Absolutely. Am I right on there? Sure. And in shooting sports, in 2009, women accounted for 26% of all shooting sports participants. In 2022, 
32% of all sports shooters were women. Fastest growing demographic. That's hands mm. down. That's exciting and scary. No, not <laughs> scary. It's exciting. <laughs> and, you know, 10 years ago, well, women are the fastest growing demographic in hunting, but I take percentages at face value. I don't like percentages mm. because percentage, I don't think is a true reflection of the raw number. So when they're going, you know, it's faster growing percentage, well, what are the numbers? But it's continued to grow and grow and grow. And now the numbers are substantial with yes. the real raw data. Yep. How does that make you feel? <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's good because, um, women hunt, they shoot. And now that, you know, because men have been dominating in the hunting and shooting sports for so many years, um, the women have done it too, but now they're getting more organized. If I can coordinate with that or correlate with that because programs like the becoming an outdoors woman program. I mean, there's a place that they can go and connect with other like-minded women to do these kinds of activities. And then they form, um, you know, groups and chapters and organizations and they hit the ground running. Um, as an example, my becoming an outdoors woman at one of my events, um, there was a group of ladies that got together and said, we need to have a support, like a friends group. And literally they came together. They said, I'm an attorney. I'm a this, I'm a that. They came together, they formed a board. And within a matter of like weeks, we had a, a friends group. So they're, they're very quick to organize, especially about a topic that they're passionate about. And when you put those numbers in front of them, like what their dollars coming into the economy are doing, you know, for conservation, for our wildlife populations, you know, they see the real results of what their activities are doing and how they're contributing to, you know, to the to habitat. Yeah, that's awesome. And it's, and tell me again, tell me if I'm wrong. The other thing that I was reading some articles last week, and it said that while women are trying hunting and sports shooting more often than, than before, they're also leaving the activities in higher than average numbers. Have you heard that at all? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't have my source here, but it said, you know, there's, I, I think that's, that's not unique. I think it's reflective of, um, I think some of this data may have been pulled from post pandemic stuff because we all know that when the pandemic hit, everybody, Oh, let's go buy hunting and let's fishing licenses out, yeah. and let's go outdoors. There's, Oh my gosh, there's a whole thing to do. I don't have to stay in my apartment or whatever. Yeah. And so I think some of that that data is, is slightly uh, twisted uh, based on those similar trends. But also, um, I think that, you know, the R3 effort in this country, which we talked to our guests last week about it on the podcast, uh, recruitment, retention, and reactivation, for those of you who don't know what the R3 movement is, um, I, I think this the women, just like every other population that's involved in the outdoors, falls into that in that grouping. Do you think that program is a success in the United yes. States? Okay. Yes, I think it. You know, in other programs like the BOW program, um, we've been working the R three program. We just never had a name for it. Right. And now that they've identified that, oh yeah, now we're you know this is a recruitment group, this is a retention group, reactivation, and they're seeing that now that there's a, a name and people can actually identify with whatever stage they're in, in that model. But I think we're so fortunate being here in Texas because we have so many opportunities. Um, you know, we always say that we have the most liberal, you know, hunting seasons because you can pretty much hunt something legally year round in our state. And there's something, you know, for everybody, you know, whether it's small game, whether it's non-game, I mean, whether it's um, large game, um, birds, the different methods, you know, whether it's archery or rifles or you know, there's so many different opportunities here um, that there's avenues. And, and the one good thing that our program with the hunter education we're trying to do is we're trying to capture those lapsed hunters or even our instructors who say, well, you know, I, I don't think I'm going to be teaching many hunter education classes anymore because 
back in the day, it used to be a minimum of 10 hours over two days. And we've got some of the instructors that were of that mindset and they're like, well, I just can't teach this in one day. Well, you have so much knowledge. I mean, you've forgotten more than I'll ever learn. Um, You know, you are a great survivalist, you know, Mm -hmm. teach a one day segment, a one-on-one, like how to build a campfire, how to shoot a bow, how to pack a backpack for a day hike. So we're offering more and more of those one-on-one opportunities and those are taking off like wildfire. That's awesome. I want to dig into some details on that program, the, the Becoming an Outdoors Woman program too. Taking a break here on Hunting Matters. We'll be back with our last segment, KPRC 950. Socks and have them hanging out on the line. I can start an iron two dozen ships for you can count from one to nine. I can scoop up a great big dipper full of lard from the drippings can. Throw the skillet, go out and do my shopping. Be back before it melts in the pan. I bet Come nobody knows what a dripping dripping can is around here. Um, you know, what, you know what a dripping can is. Uh-uh. My grandmother used to keep a can of okay. bacon grease yeah. on the back of the stove. Yeah. I have one. Yep. Yeah, that was her dripping can. Yeah, okay. and it was an old Steen's cane syrup yellow can. I could still, oh, wow. I could still picture it. Mm. And it sit on the back of that man. She'd take, oh, we're having green beans. Here's a little bacon, bacon grease, whatever. <laughs> I love it. Back, I back love with it. it. We're back at it on Hunting Matters KPRC. And as usual, we digress to food. Yeah. But that's just us. Yeah. Um, uh, joining us today is Heidi Rayo. Heidi is the Texas Parks and Wildlife Department Hunter Education Specialist for Southeast Texas and statewide, becoming an outdoors woman coordinator. Heidi, thank you once again for joining us. Thank you. What do you love the most about your job? Um, being in the field and getting to work with so many awesome, like-minded partners. Yep. That wasn't a brown nose. That was, no. that was true. I mean, <laughs> no. But you're welcome. <laughs> but, but getting to, you know, preach the gospel of, you know, hunting and shooting and safety yeah. and seeing that interaction and that excitement, especially yeah. with a new person that really wants to get involved, whether they're, you know, youth or an adult that want to, you know, where do I go from here? How do I even get started? Yeah. You know, just talking about it. And, and I love what I do. I, yeah. you know, I've been, it's gone by so fast yeah. all these years and I, you know, just crossing paths with some really cool people that like to do the same thing. It seems probably like a perfect career choice for you because you do not seem like a cubicle person no, at all. No, no, yeah. no, no, I don't. <laughs> One thing before I forget, we were talking about the, the growing numbers of women involved in shooting sports yes. and the outdoors and that sort of thing. One thing I want to share with you, I just I was running some data today on our membership at Houston Safari Club Foundation, and I was shocked because I was thinking, oh, it's going to come out the usual, 90% old white dudes and 10% women and no, no, no. Our membership is now 16% women yep. versus 10 percent women three years ago that's awesome yeah that cool. i think it's pretty exciting yeah. that we've got a we've got such a diverse group coming up so yeah 16 percent of our members are now women versus 10 percent like three years ago so that's that's crazy i mean that's really good and we yeah. have our ladies group the gazelles of course that puts on their deal every year at convention i've always said when you hook the mom you hook the family right so if you <laughs> if you give the mom the opportunities you know and, and show them how fun you know hunting and shooting is She's going to drive the calendar for the family. It's funny you say that because I knew a guy who was head of marketing for a major sporting goods chain. And we were in a meeting with him, and he said, the reason we lay out the stores the way we do is because we know that women are going to come in and they're looking for this certain thing. 
and we design our store layout where they come and buy the kids' tennis shoes for gym class or whatever, but right next to the hunting stuff mm. that they're going to go there. And they, and they said the same exact thing. He said the same exact thing. We know if we get mom hooked on whatever, the family's going to follow yep. her into it. 100%. That's crazy. Interesting. I've never heard that. 100%. That makes total sense. Yeah. I, I drive the calendar. I agree what sports mm-hmm. the kid? I'm like, oh, am I, I going to like that sport? No, I don't like that sport. No, let's do something else. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand soccer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, we never did soccer. Football yeah. and baseball are the two, and, and hunting, of course, and shooting. Yeah. And so, that. so you're the coordinator for the Becoming an Outdoors Woman program, and we talked about this the last time you were on the show. What, what, kind of give our audit listening audience an overview about what this, what this great program is all about. So it is a three-day workshop in Texas just celebrated 30 years of this program here in Texas. It actually started as a research project um, up at the University of Wisconsin, Stevens Point. It was a graduate project of what barriers women face when doing outdoor activities. And some of those barriers were there's not enough um, gear made for women, the clothing, the guns, the fishing. I mean, none of that stuff was designed with a woman's body in mind. And so this program kind of was born. And here in Texas, we do um, two a year, one in the spring and one in the fall. And it's a three-day workshop, and it teaches introductory outdoor skills. And it's a model that we follow. A third of the classes that we offer are hunting and shooting based. A third are fishing and water based. And a third are the like the camping, the geocaching, um, the not hunting and fishing based classes. Mm-hmm. And um, over that weekend, they're, they're introductory basic skills. And depending on the facility that hosts the particular workshop, um, drives how many people we can open it up to. And the past several workshops, I have about 50, 50, 50 different classes that they can choose from. Mm. They only get to pick four. Mm. And so they come in on Friday. They welcome. We feed them. They go off to their first session. Saturday morning is a session. Lunch, afternoon is a session. We do a big auction. My friend's group is a huge supporter of that. And then Sunday morning is their final and fourth session. Um, The last several BOWs, once they open, once registration opens and it blasts out to the public and it's shared thousands of times on social media and all over the place it's filled within the hour like these these workshops are filling like gangbusters Mm. so there's that double edge of you know we need more of them but because we put on such a you know it's it's staff it's dedicated volunteers and instructors who run the program you know we can't do more than two a year at the moment so um, because of the overwhelming demand the next three workshops are going to be in Rockport they're going to be on the coast which yeah, so we're all looking forward to that. That's cool. Yeah, it's a, it's a really neat program because what we found, um, we tell the women that um, you can't come back unless you bring somebody with you. And mm-hmm. even though we don't prevent people from coming back, they do because yeah. they know we know that people are going to participate in activities if they have a circle of friends to do yeah. it with. Um. So well, you, I had a dumb question. Yeah, go ahead. I, but then it sounded like it was going somewhere serious. No. <laughs> I, I asked this question to all of our guests. Uh, I just forgot it. If a VIP is coming into town and you have to entertain them, what are you making for them? What dinner are you preparing? Whatever the camp has on the menu. Mm. Yeah. And if they have a special request, then we definitely accommodate mm. the yeah. I meant you personally at the house. Oh, me? Yeah. I, I, I'm not talking about Texas Parks and Wildlife. I'm talking about Heidi. Coffee. 
<laughs> she calls up her retired husband and says, listen, I'm bringing somebody over home right? for dinner. <laughs> right? Yeah, very good. Do you guys, do you guys uh, while you're on the uh, subject of food and culinary, uh, do you guys do wild game cooking and stuff we as have. part of your program? Yes. We've offered um, how Cause, to feel. Because I know a lot of dudes that need to take that class. <laughs> you know, and, and, and fairly, that's the question I thought you were going to hit me with is, is there a becoming an outdoors man? But seriously, mm-hmm. we have had in the past, we've had men register for this because they're like, look, I'm a single dad or whatever the reason is, they they were not raised doing these activities. Mm-hmm. Now that they're an adult, and it's for 18 and older, by the way, um, this program, but we've made accommodations and, you know, had to let them come in. But um, there's definitely a valid point. We have the Texas Outdoor Family Program that does similar workshops that they offer to, you know, men and families and, you know. How old do the family kids have to be for that? When you say family, is it for families? Like Texas Outdoor too? Family is family based. Yes, okay. so any age and the state. It's a small fee to um, join or to mm-hmm. go, and they travel around all the state parks and they provide everything. So if you know nothing, if you have yeah. nothing outdoors, the state will provide. Um, yeah, that's gear, really cool. sleeping bags, yeah. tents. Yeah, I mean it's 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 amazing when you start digging down to, to find so many populations and subsections of people that need specific help, aid, instruction, yes. things like that. And guys, you know, typically guys want, you know, I'm going to go ahead and say it. We won't stop and ask for instructions. Correct. Thank goodness we have GPS mapping Correct. systems now Correct. because yep. we don't have to worry about that. YouTube. And our yeah. wife doesn't get mad at us because we don't ask for, you know, our uh, instructions. But there are, you know, there's those guys out there that that perfectly describe that, that are just, they're young single dads, never been exposed to it. They want to get exposed yes. to it. So. Well, Heidi, once again, we're out of time. Unfortunately, we zip through that. There's a ton of other stuff, but uh, we definitely will have you back. In fact, we're going to see you in May to talk about some other stuff. So, folks, thank you for being with us, Heidi. And, folks, join us next week here on Hunting Matters, KPRC 950. When customers choose your small business, they're really choosing you. Upswell Marketing has helped over 10,000 small businesses get an edge over their competitors through our winning formula that includes direct mail, search engine marketing, and social media ads. For 15% off your first campaign, visit upswellmarketing.com.